And now it's time for On The Money with your host, Dan White. Dan has been in the financial services industry for over 25 years, and he's been a featured expert in Forbes, Yahoo, the Philadelphia Business Journal, Dow Jones Market Watch, and has appeared nationally on Fox Business News. Dan is a member of some of the most prestigious financial organizations, including the Society of Financial Service Professionals and the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors. In addition, he's a chartered life underwriter and a chartered financial consultant, credentials you can trust. Broadcasting from the heart of Wilmington, Delaware, here's your host of On The Money, Dan White. Imagine for a moment that I told you that you would never have to worry about running out of money after you hang up your hat and embark on retirement. Well, that is too good to be true for many. What is supposed to be peace of mind with pensions is turning into big questions. Hi, everyone. Good to be with you today. My name is Dan White, and I am the host of the On the Money Show. Today, we're going to talk about why the pension situation is always in perpetual crisis and how you can navigate it. Before we get into our program, though, we do have a couple couple announcements. Uh, we do have a giveaway today, and this is very timely with pensions. It's We have a white paper, How Will You Get Paid After You Retire? Understanding retirement income. So there's a lot of different ways you can generate retirement income. And if you want to uh, find out some different ways that maybe you haven't considered, you want to pick up this paper, pick up the phone and give us a call. 888-690-8820. Again, toll free. 888-690-8820 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call. 610-358-8942. 610 Three five eight eight nine four two. Tomorrow is Columbus Day, so I want to wish you, wish everyone a happy Columbus Day. If that's something that uh, we still celebrate, you know, I guess after uh, all the turmoil in the past eighteen to twenty four months, we tore down all the statues. I don't know if anybody really celebrates Christopher Columbus Day any, anymore, but tomorrow is Columbus Day. So if you do celebrate it, have a great day. We have several upcoming events this week. Tuesday, October the 12th at 5.30 p.m. We'll be down at Schaefer's Canal House in Chesapeake City, Maryland, doing today's retirement concerns and solutions. Also on Tuesday the 12th at 6 p.m., we're doing a special presentation on Social Security and Medicare planning at the Best Western in Glen Mills, PA. On Wednesday the 13th at 5.30 we will be doing. Uh, we'll be at the Marshallton Inn in Westchester, PA, doing today's retirement concerns and solutions. And then on Thursday, the fourteenth at five thirty, we'll be out in Wallingford at the Springhaven Club again, doing today's retirement concerns and solutions. So a lot of good information uh, about retirement, about Social Security, about Medicare. This is the open enrollment period. For Medicare, so again, if you've got questions about what you're doing or what plan you ought to be looking at, uh, by all means, pick up the phone and get a reservation to one of our upcoming events. So look, on the surface, you know, a pension, a pension's pretty amazing. I mean, they're, they're becoming rarer and rarer. It's a lifetime retirement income, usually starting when you retire and payable for your lifetime or the longer of two lifetimes for you and your spouse. So what's not to love? 
But let's face it, there is deep worry about the future of pensions. You know, people are wondering how financially viable their pensions are. What if there isn't any cash left when it's your turn to retire? There are legitimate concerns as to whether there is enough money being invested to fully fund the incomes of all the participants. And if this story sounds familiar, well, it's because it is. It was just a few short weeks ago, I did a whole show on Social Security. Now, we know Social Security is fully funded for about another dozen, 13 years, and after that, it's only 76% funded. Well, the same concerns for Social Security ring true for our pensions. We know that knowledge is power, right? So let's dig into this pension problem that we may all have to face. Now, keep in mind, there are two types of pensions. One of them is through the government, and then there's ones that are that are provided by private businesses and corporations, and they're not the same. So let me break them down for you. When people talk about pensions, you're going to hear a, a thing called a pension-funded ratio, and that's really, really the thing you want to pay attention to. That's the f- pensions funding percentage compared to the present value of all future pension obligations. And I know you're probably going, well, what the heck does that mean? I want you to stick with me because this topic is so critically important. But I got to tell you, pension funding is more complex than we want to think. So follow me here. Pension funding assumes a couple of things. It takes growth of pension investments into accounts. It looks at additional contributions. And then finally, it looks at longevity, you know, how long people are likely going to live and collect on those pensions. Now, for pensions to live and thrive, they need a few things. The pension must have money contributions now, and it also has to get future contributions. The pension can only succeed if it knows how much it will have to pay out. It also has to know when it will have to make those payments and for how long. And then the the caveat, it needs to assume some interest rate in order to calculate the present values of all the future contributions, all the future obligations. And that's been one of the problems because a lot of these pensions – you know, some of them assume like a seven, seven and a half percent rate of return, and you got to you got to remember these these uh, investments are funded, you know, between the stock market and then they have a lot of fixed income. Well, we know what's happened with fixed income. You know, treasure. I mean, interest rates have been in the toilet for years. So again, if they're factoring in four or five percent on the fixed income, they haven't been making that. Now, the stock market might have been making up some of the difference. But for how long can that go? So think about it. We compare the money we have today to the present value of what we assume we are going to end up owing. That's the present funding ratio. And before you give us too much credit, we use the, you know these pension companies usually have actuaries running all this math. So thank God for that. So what's a good benchmark of a healthy pension? Well, if a pension is 80% funded, It's viewed as being pretty adequately funded. And since pensions are paid out over decades, there is time to catch up with investment growth 
and additional contributions. Now, keep in mind, though, pension funding ratios fluctuate based on recent investment performance. Pension funding ratios can also go down over time. When income payouts are much more than investment growth and new money paid in, the pension funding ratio will get worse and worse. Now remember, adequately funding means 80%. If the pension funding ratio is only 50%, that's considered pretty much a crisis funding level. But wait, it can be worse than that. If the funding ratio is only 25% or less, well, that pension is very likely doomed to fail. And we, you know, we've, we've seen pensions fail. I mean, think back to some of the airlines, you know, their pensions have failed. Some of the steel companies in the area, Lucan Steel, um, Claymont Steel, you know, these things. I mean, we, we've seen pensions fail in this area. Now, keep in mind, pension funding ratios are also very impacted by something else, and that's the assumed rate of return on pension assets over time. So how does that work? Well, the higher the assumed investment return, the higher the pension funding ratio. Makes sense, right? Well, follow me here. If we know that's true, well, then the opposite is also true. Lower assumed pension investment returns will result in lower pension funding ratios. And part of the problem, as I mentioned, is the historically low interest rates we have now and have experience, and that's not new. We've had these really low rates for pretty much over a decade. Now, the higher stock market returns can offset that impact, but generally assumed pension investment returns have fallen over the past 30 years. I mean, think about it. So as we already mentioned, interest rates, you know, if they assume 4 to 5% on fixed income, you know, and, and their overall pension funding is around seven, seven and a half. That means they got to be making nine to ten percent in the market. Well, yeah, that's it's that's actually happened in the last five years or so. But think back to two thousand. Think back to that decade, two thousand to two thousand nine. I mean, if you look at the S and P, it was underwater for those ten years. So again, you've got negative stock market returns. For 10 years, you've got low interest. So a lot of pensions really went in the toilet during those years, and the funding ratios were horrible. Now, granted, the stock market's been on a tear pretty much since 2009, so the funding ratios have crept up a bit. But what could be lurking around the corner? You know, we could be looking at another stock market correction, and if that happens, you know, where are we going to be with our pension funding ratios? So we asked the question, where were we when historic events happened? Well, anyone who was getting ready to retire, like I said, in 2008 or 2009, will remember where they were the moment they realized public pensions were getting pummeled. And I got to tell you, like I said, it's not like pensions have recovered from that era. Public pensions today might be $1.5 trillion short of full funding. Their funding ratio is about 67%. So think about that. The funding ratio is less than 70% today. Now, private pensions are in better shape. Milliman, an actuarial and investment firm, reports the 100 largest corporate defined benefit pension plans are about 95% funded today. So that's good news. 
But when we come back after the break, we're going to look at the private pensions. You know, We're going to look at, at some of the states and see where they're at. Let me give you our phone numbers. Toll free, you can reach us at 888-690-8820. Again, 888-690-8820. In Pennsylvania, it's a local call, 610-358-8942. 610-358-8942. Today we're talking about pensions, how they get funded, what is the status of your Private or public pension, we'll have more after the break. If you're within five to ten years of retirement, this message is for you. There's never been a bigger disconnect between Wall Street and Main Street. Unemployment over 15%, unprecedented federal stimulus. Wall Street has never been more volatile. If there was a vehicle that credited you 7% up front, then grew your nest egg by 6 to 7% a year, guaranteed for the next five to ten years before turning into an income stream that you cannot outlive, would you want to know about it? Call Dan White and Associates now for details. 888-690-8820. Surrender charges and other restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the On the Money Show. My name is Dan White, the host of your show. And today we're talking about pensions and how safe and how guaranteed do you feel that your pension is. And, you know, the pension has long been a standard part of retirement for many Americans, particularly for public sector employees like police officers and mail carriers then offering a pension to set annual income for longtime employees after they retire, well, that was used to help attract quality employees and offer financial security in their golden years. But does the same hold true today? I mean, private companies rarely offer pensions anymore, and states are struggling with pension commitments that they made decades ago. The relative security of a pension is tied to the well-being of the government that offers it, and a great many U.S. states currently have unfunded pension liabilities. So we're going to look at the states in particular, and then we're going to talk a little bit about what companies are doing with their pension funding problems and what you can look at moving forward. Before we get into the, the balance of the program, though, we do have a giveaway today. We have a white paper. Again, we're talking about retirement income. How will you get paid after you retire? Understanding retirement income. So, very timely topic. Um, if you've got, there are a lot of different ways to generate retirement income. So, if you'd like to get a copy of our white paper, pick up the phone, give us a call. We're happy to send it out to you. 888 690 8820. Again, that's 888 690 8820. In Pennsylvania, it's a local call, 610 358 8942. 610-358-8942. We do have several upcoming events this week. On Tuesday, October the 12th, we have two events. We'll be down in Schaefer's Canal House in Chesapeake City, Maryland, doing today's retirement concerns and solution. Again, 5.30 p.m. at Schaefer's Canal House. Also, on the 12th at 6 p.m., we'll be up in Glen Mills doing a Social Security and Medicare planning presentation. So it is the season, as they say. It is the Medicare open enrollment period. If you uh, are looking to look at your plan or switch plans, these are probably uh, a presentation you don't want to miss. That's at the Best Western Plus in Glen Mills, PA. On the 13th at 5.30 p.m., we'll be out at the Marshallton Inn in Westchester, PA, doing today's retirement concerns and solutions. And on the 14th at 5.30, we'll be at the Springhaven Club, up in Wallingford, PA, also doing today's retirement concerns and solutions. So if you've got questions, by all means, 
pick up the phone and get a reservation to one of our upcoming events. These are programs you don't want to miss. So when you talk about the states, you know, a lot of people are on state pensions. I mean, I just think of all the school teachers that we have as clients, and they have some really nice pensions. And then you got the postal, you know, you got uh, you got other state employees, you know, and then you got your federal pensions. But let's just stick to the states for now and go go bankingrates.com. They did a uh, they did a study on the state pensions, and they listed all fifty of them. And I'm just going to walk you through the worst, the worst in the country. Thank God it's not one right around us. Is Connecticut? Anyone living in Connecticut might want to consider other ways to save for retirement in case the state government doesn't get its house in order. The Connecticut has the lowest funding ratio, the percentage of money owed that's been funded in the entire study. So that's Connecticut. They're 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 the absolute worst. All right. You know, we always talk about Illinois and California and they're they're not much better off. They're number 43 and 42. Illinois at 23.3%, the third lowest funding ratio. I mean, think about that, 23%. If I lived in Illinois and was collecting a pension, I'd be a little worried. California, again, not much better. They have over a trillion dollars, a trillion, in pensions that are not currently accounted for. But let's get a little closer to home. New Jersey, right across the bridge, right? At over a quarter of a trillion dollars, New Jersey's total unfunded pension liabilities are the sixth highest in America. So New Jersey, I mean, I we have New Jersey clients and uh, public pensions. I mean, they are they are not very well funded. And then we get into the stu- two states close to home, and they're doing a little bit better. Pennsylvania um, at two hundred and twenty-three billion in unfunded pension liabilities. They're among the top ten states. For the most total pension promises that aren't currently budgeted for. So Pennsylvania, you know, I mean, not not great either. Uh, Delaware, total unfunded pension liabilities for Delaware jumped by 13% from 2016 to 2017, despite the fact that they had a weighted return of 11.3% for that fiscal year. So Delaware, better shape. They're ranked number 19 in the country. Maryland... Maryland is 16. They have a $51.9 billion pension fund. They're in better shape than most. But the state did see the size of their pension unfunded liabilities creep up 6.2% last year, putting it just shy of $100 billion in total unfunded pension promises. So so that's it for the states. You know, I mean, again, it's a little bit of a cause for concern. And many states are taking a number of steps to try to close the funding gap. One thing they're doing is freezing their defined benefit pensions and going to defined contribution plans like 401ks, 403bs, and 457 plans. I know Pennsylvania was looking into doing that. The good thing is the states aren't adding to the problem by creating new obligations. So what are corporate and private pensions doing? They're doing much better, primarily because their funding was higher and they've been reducing their pension obligations in several different ways. I mean, most corporate plans have been frozen. I mean, it's it's really kind of funny. Most plans have been frozen. Some have been terminated, and the people were literally bought out. This change started 30 years ago. 30 years ago, almost 25% 
of all U.S. workers were in defined benefit pension plans. Today, that number is 7%, and that includes all government employees. That is a drastic, drastic change. So there are two big reasons why corporations and businesses have frozen or terminated their pension plans. They want to cap their retirement contributions as a percentage of employee compensation. Keep in mind, employer-paid costs for employee health care benefits have increased substantially. Another reason to freeze or terminate. Well, these businesses, regardless of size, are concerned about market risk and longevity risk. And they're also worried about the regulatory cost of maintaining pensions. That cost is super high today. So as a pension participant, you will get a pension funding notice once a year. I mean, people bring these in to me. Think of it like a progress report. You can see how well-funded or short-funded your pension plan may be year by year. And you may want to compare the funding ratios for past and present years, too. I mean, it's kind of like looking at your brokerage statement. You know, is the funding getting better or is the funding getting worse? So I know this can be overwhelming. So if you've got concerns about your own pension, I mean, you know, these companies are doing a lot of crazy things. They're, they're really starting to annuitize, you know. Um, aerospace giant Lockheed Martin uh, packaging company Pactive Evergreen and uh, uh, aluminum parts maker Arconic, they've struck annuity deals in recent months. You know, they're basically selling their pension book. They're unloading it to an insurance company. Lockheed Martin said it transferred $4.9 billion in pension obligations covering about 18,000 U.S. participants to Athene Holding in an effort to mitigate risk. That was the largest annuitization deal so far this year. And then in July, Pactive Evergreen agreed to transfer $950 million in plan liabilities, about 22% of the estimated benefit obligations to Mass Mutual. Okay, so a lot of these companies are doing the same thing. I mean, Ford, Ford Motor Company went to Prudential. You know, they're trying to unload these liabilities from their books. And, and you know what, if that happens, if you find out your company is doing that, it might be good news. I mean, it, it, here's why. It should mean your plan is fully funded today and more likely to stay that way in the future. I mean, there's no guarantees, but it looks brighter in terms of the future. Now, plans that are very short in funding and where the business fails are probably covered by the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corp. That's a federally managed insurance fund that manages now orphan and underfunded pensions. Pension benefits will almost certainly be reduced from what was promised and expected, but some benefits will be paid. I mean, I've seen this with some of the newspapers. I've seen it with some of the airlines. But here's the bottom line and perhaps a plan of action. If your pension allows a partial or full withdrawal at retirement, you might consider doing a rollover to an IRA. You should evaluate the financial value of the lump sum versus the lifetime income benefit. And a few factors that would influence your decision, inflation, marital status. This also has to do with how well you sleep when you are in control of your money. You might want the IRA. If you don't want to have to manage this later in life, you might take the pension as an income benefit. But this is something you should decide, you shouldn't decide without talking to a professional, truly. 
This is critical. It's too important. These are things we work on together. There are things you can do right now to build some resilience into your planning. You need this because you just don't know what can hurt your pension, whether it's market losses or whatever else. You want to be in a strong position that allows you to adapt no matter what happens. Let me give you our phone numbers. Toll free. You can reach us at 888-690-8820. Again, 888-690-8820 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call. 610-358-8942. 610-358-8942. This morning, we've been talking about the funding of pensions. If you've got concerns about your pension, pick up the phone and give us a call. you got questions, we've got the answers. Have a great week. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of their respective parties and not those of this show's producers or this station. Join us again for more On the Money 